Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host. That's me. I'm Wendy. That's Wendy. Hi, friend. Hi, friend. And we uh, are here to bring you the joyous movie things that we have seen over the last week, or as the case, it is this weekend, two movies, or no, two weeks, one movie, whatever, it's been a couple weeks. I'm sorry we missed a week. <laughs> I mean, those. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. Um, it was convergence last week, and yes. those of us who know us and are even remotely connected to our community know that that absolutely eats up so much time and bandwidth. So yes, yeah. that is. Uh, the preparation for, and um, honestly, Melissa, I'm impressed you're here because the recovery from. I've been napping a lot of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah. <sighs> so, Melissa. Yes. Bearing in mind, you've been at Convergence, right? Mm-hmm. But have you, in fact, seen a movie that you would like to recommend and share? I did see a movie. I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, I have been hearing really good things. It's pretty good. I mean, okay. it's not perfect. It ain't. It's not going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark because the protagonist is now eighty years old. But uh, it is a. Uh, it's fun ride. It's a fun ride, and it doesn't have that Spielberg touch, but it does have the James Mangold touch, which is pretty good, pretty decent. And, That's right. Uh, it isn't Spielberg, is it? Right. Right. Had... So it feels different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. It yeah. very much would. Oh, wow. Also, when you said our protagonist is 80 years old, um, that was like mentally downshifting from fifth gear to second gear in my head. I'm just, <laughs> what? <laughs> I think he actually is 80. <laughs> I mean, I know, but like yeah. when you put it that like, because Indiana Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark was so foundational to my teen years, uh, so foundational right. to my sexual development as somebody <laughs> who likes uh, men who look like Harrison Ford mm. Mm, and especially men in hats like that. That's also weird. Anyway, so tell me, Melissa, tell me more. Now, granted, I haven't seen it. But I okay. would love to hear your uh, perspective on it. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's solid. Um, the action is where it feels most like an Indiana Jones movie. And uh, outside of the action scenes, uh, they do allow 
Mr. Indiana Jones, Dr. Dr. Jones, I'm sorry, uh, they allow Dr. Jones to be old, which is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very different movie. Uh, oh, the, the woman who is his Phoebe co-star. Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is pretty great. Uh, she's very enthusiastic, and I would uh, 100% watch a spinoff movie with her. So uh, much more so than I would watch a Shia LaBeouf spinoff. Ugh, right. So that feels it. It it is better than Crystal Skull is what I'm saying. (laughs) Funnily enough. um, No, go ahead. Oh, also, Mads Mikkelsen is the big bad. Oh, I adore him. Me too. Funny, <laughs> funny. You should mention that. Yes, yes. Now he's pretty great, and uh, he he does a, a bit of scenery chewing, and uh, most of all, there are Nazis to punch, and Yay. there are many, many Nazis punched, and I believe, as our uh, mutual friend Tim Wick says, I do believe one of the key elements of an Indiana Jones film is punching nazis it's very important to punch nazis because as you will notice the lesser films do not have nazis to punch unfortunately right Mm -hmm. Uh, um i speaking of i rewatched. this is not the movie i'm going to talk about but i rewatched crystal skull over the weekend in preparation because and i had only ever seen it once and i hated it i hated it same um it is better than I remembered. Um, okay. Having the distance from it and honestly, honestly seeing how action films have developed in the meantime. Like mm-hmm. I, I had the same experience when I went back and watched Point Break after like what a decade of not watching it. And I'm like, because I had remembered it as this goofy over-the-top action film and i'm like no actually it's really sophisticated and has real depth and like wow what is going on with our action movies these days that Mm -hmm. that these these movies these older movies are so much better um it's i mean it's still the weakest of them all i want to be clear but i didn't hate it i didn't hate it in the same way and i think it's because now that harrison ford is so much older that I can allow him to be Indiana Jones at that age, where when I first saw it, he was way too old and they were trying to keep him the same. And I was just right. like, oh, this doesn't work. Um, I didn't hate Shia LaBeouf as much on the rewatch. I am still so glad they did not try to hand off to him because uh, we now know that he is a very odd person. <laughs> Let's not do that to his cast. And I had completely forgotten that he and Marion got married at the end of Crystal Skull. Right. I had completely forgotten. The best part of Crystal Skull is Karen Allen, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, like, I didn't mind the the whole... Because I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, really? Aliens and flying saucers? What the hell is this? But it's a 1950s movie. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. It's not as bad as you remember, Melissa. It's okay. still not great, but some of the action scenes are still pretty fantastic. I just felt that it was a dud. I didn't feel like it was terrible. And uh, But Dial of Destiny is, is fun. And also, uh, one of the 
uh, critiques that I have seen levied at it is the de-aging uh, sequence. It does start out with a preamble with extra Nazi punching, uh, where it is World War II, and they use de-aging uh, <clears throat> technology on both Harrison Ford and uh, Mr. Mads Mikkelsen. And you know what? That stuff's starting to look pretty damn good. Right? It's Yeah. I have real philosophical... There's a quandary there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're getting real damn close to not needing the actors anymore. Or not needing new actors. We can just keep making Indiana Jones films and just have whoever's the young Andy Serkis be the physical performance and just overlay Harrison Ford on it. Like, well, see, I don't agree with that. That's not that far away. And I don't like that as an idea, but it's really cool that they're able to do this shit. Yeah. Well, the thing that, I have problems with with that situation is that the body language, even if somebody is a really good impersonator of the original actor, the body language isn't the same. And that's where, for me, the uh, Uncanny Valley starts to happen. In this case, they had Indiana Jones and Mads Mikkelsen actually playing their characters. They -hmm. just de-aged them. And it looks good. It looks well, really it's, good. Uh, it's like Michael Douglas in uh, Ant-Man and Kurt mm-hmm. Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy. Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy was the one where I'm like, what is this sorcery? Right? <laughs> what? Um, so cool. I'm, I am looking forward to seeing it. Obviously, I watched Crystal Skull in preparation. <laughs> and, and also, it's set in the 60s. And uh, so it brings, yes, uh, it brings the story forward another decade. And that's kind of interesting. And there's, uh, you know, it's just fun. Really, it is. Um, I have to admit, I've been enjoying, I, as we know, I watch way too many TikToks. I have been (laughs) enjoying the little clips that are popping up of interviews with Harrison Ford for Dial of Destiny and just how like his particular brand of interviewing because there wasn't anything like this when it was Star Wars or Indiana Jones or any of that. It was, you know, Johnny Carson. It was go on the late night talk shows, Um, Mm -hmm. but nothing like this. And to see him, you can, it, it is charming how befuddled, slightly grumpy but willing to roll with it he is as he's nah. doing these social media interviews where they're like okay you know which would you prefer diet coke or lemonade and he's just like what the hell is this <laughs> um, he's so wonderfully grumpy and also indiana jones old indiana jones is grumpy so uh, i highly approve of that um, speaking as somebody who literally hurt her knee over the weekend, sitting on a couch. What did you do? All I did was sit on a couch, like, but it was <laughs> apparently torqued just enough that it, it twanged or something. I don't mm. know. I feel like getting older is, and it's kind of appropriate, uh, playing, you start playing the game. It's like playing D&D with a massive kit, like with a sadistic 
um, dungeon master who's like, <laughs> you're like, okay, I walk in the room, roll for damage. What? I sit on the couch, roll for damage. What the fuck? <laughs> like, that's what it's starting to feel like. Of course. Like, that's what's in my head now. It's like, I've got a sadistic DM who's controlling what's going on with my body. But, like, Indiana Jones should be grumpy at his age. That man has got to have so many fucking aches and pains. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, yeah, cool. I watched yeah. Nimona on Oh, Netflix. I've heard great things. It was very charming. Uh, I will be honest and say nothing really surprising. It's it's very much the beach you would expect in like, you know, the hero's journey, uh, the unappreciated, um, the unappreciated character, all of that. That being mm-hmm. said, um, like I'm loving, especially in this moment in America, I am just loving how much. Like, media is just, they're just like, no, these characters are gay. Like, we're, and it's mm-hmm. it's not even going to be a thing. We're not even going to mention it. Just BT dubs. Really good sass. It's really good sass. And a fun script. It's Chloe, Marie, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz as the voice of Nimona. And okay. Riz Ahmad as the main character, Bal. And... Uh, Theodora, who had read the comic, was generally approving of it. <laughs> As we know, my daughter is very judgmental. <laughs> um, she was generally approving of it. She's like, oh, they changed some character stuff. And like, I think that in their bid to make her likable, they left out some of the more unlikable, which I think kind of weakens it. The point is that everybody is a little bit unlikable, Right. Um, Mm -hmm. everybody does awful things sometimes and that doesn't make them any less worthy of humanity. Um, so yeah, so it's a, what I do really enjoy about it is that it is this very technologically advanced city, like, Mm -hmm. like with, um, like clearly phones and TVs and things like that, but also some magic. Okay. But also there are knights. Okay. Right? And so they have, like, flying uh, scooters, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the future, but there are knights in armor. Okay. So, and I liked the aesthetic of that a lot. Um, I also really liked, they very quickly introduce your main character, Bal. Street Kid, they set up very quickly. Knights are, it's a hereditary thing. You can't be a knight unless you're born into the right family. But the queen, this little kid, won her heart and was like, I want to be a knight. And she's like, I'm going to give this little kid, the street urchin, a chance. And so now he is all grown up and trained and about to be knighted. And along the way, they're like, and then the uh, the the hero of the realm, the man with the b- best bloodline. Uh, what's his name? Ma- Ambrosius Goldenloin. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a name, right? Mm-hmm. And just the way they introduce him and then that name as well, you're like, oh, so he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the Biff he, to our to our Marty McFly. He's he's going to be. T- no. And this is not a spoiler. This is within the first five minutes. No, he's Bal's boyfriend. He absolutely <laughs> loves him. He's so glad oh. he's there. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. And so yeah. that subversion right away. 
I was like, okay, I'm a lot more interested in this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there's nothing very surprising that happened, but the, the visuals are really solid. And I liked the characters a lot. I would, if they made a sequel, I'd, yeah, I'd watch it. Sure. I'd, I'd visit that world again. Awesome. Yeah. During the convention this weekend, I've heard a lot of love for Nimona. So I am uh, excited to go find find out more about it. So well, it's, here we are. It's very clearly what the youths would like right now. What the youths would like? <laughs> what the youths would like, yes. The youths. <laughs> uh, uh, and I mean, Theodore is getting to the point where if, if it's going to be a male protagonist... Uh, can he please be queer? <laughs> like, she's like, I'm sorry, it's not a female protagonist. I'm not interested. Uh, can we at least have the second most important be female? In this case, it is Nimona. But also, uh, where's the gay content? She's just like, where's the queer content? I'm not buying. Why, why am I? Why am I watching this? Have you uh, sent her down the rabbit hole of uh, Our Flag Means Death? Yet? Oh, she is such a fan of that show. Are you kidding? Oh, me? good. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> she adores that show. I was on a panel about it uh, this weekend. Oh, yes. And I was like the only straight older person on that panel. And after introductions, I'm like, I'm just going to shut up. These these kids are, are going to take this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let these people talk about it more. Um, yeah. And, and uh, oh, I was sitting next to a young man who had the most stunning Steed Bonnet cosplay. Oh, mm, it was beautiful. It was the green coat. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just... And uh, uh, Welcome to Night Vale is coming to town in January, and we already have our tickets. Like, literally, Aww, Theodora yay. found out about it, put it on our calendars, at, like when the tickets went on sale and was like dad i need you to get online and buy these tickets when they go on when they become available yeah. at 10 a.m this like that is the age we have reached with our kid and i'm so excited <laughs> perfect perfect dad i need you to get these tickets <laughs> so dear wendy Mm -hmm. Aside from movies, what other things had you found to be joyous about over the last couple of weeks? Well, I was pretty joyous that it was only 90 degrees for several days last week, but I don't think that's what you were asking about. <laughs> I mean, it could be. <laughs> uh, it was It was like, oh, oh, this is nice. Okay. Um, I got Invisalign, but that's not actually joyous. But listeners, okay. it's never too old to invest in yourself. FYI. Truth. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if I've mentioned it previously, but uh, this week it's all about... So, me and Claire and Barb, right? And Melissa mm -hmm. knows who that is. These are friends of the show, are reading... Uh, we are reading the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss, the author of okay. A Court of Thorns and Roses. It is a in it is a related series. So we read all of the Akatar, as fans call it. We read all of those. We read all of Crescent City, um, and then we're like, oh, let's read let's read this one together. And so, what is bringing me joy? And Barb, if you ever listen to this, I'm not calling you out. Like I get it, but I finished reading. 
the last book over a month ago. And we <laughs> all agreed we don't move on until everybody's caught up. After every mm-hmm. book, we wait till everybody's finished the book. We get together, we talk about that book, and then we can start reading the next book. But it's been over a month since I finished the last book. And Barb finally finished it, so now I can move on to the next book. And that is what is bringing me joy right now. I'm very excited to read the next book. It's like an eight-book series. We finished book three. Yeah, three. So we're right in it. We're right where shit's starting to really get complex, and there's a lot going on. And you're like, oh, there's a lot of pieces on this chessboard. I don't know what's happening. Okay, I just got to wait. (laughs) so that's what's making me happy right now Um, awesome what about you melissa oh shocker of all shocks it's going to be convergence because (laughs) dear listeners this uh this convention that windy helped found in uh, the late 1990s is still going on like a juggernaut 1900s (laughs) late 1900s oh god I turn to dust and I blow away in the wind. Uh, yeah, so Convergence, uh, whatever whatever year we're on, uh, just happened this weekend. And uh, this is the first time I had a full slate of panels and shows to run since the before time, since 19, 1999, no, uh, 2019. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of work. I forgot how much work that was. And, but also I forgot about the rewards. It felt really great Aww. because they're the best audience I have ever found on this earth. The most receptive people, the most ready to have fun people are at Convergence. True. So I did I did all my big shows. I did uh, PowerPoint karaoke. We filled main stage. Uh, did judging a book by its cover and everybody loved that. Uh, mm-hmm. Did Killer Bees again for the first time in five years because I hadn't done that since 2018. Yeah. And even though it was at midnight, people were there and they were ready for it. And uh, did a new one called Weird Music Listening Society. And even though that was 11 a.m. on Saturday, it packed the room. Melissa, and it was brand you're so new. cool. It was amazing. It's it went better than than I could ever hope for, and I know I'm missing it. Oh, art impossible. We Jerry and I made pancakes instead of illustration. So am, that's <laughs> the one I am sad about. I because yeah, we did I have art missed pancakes. You and Jerry at Art Impossible. Oh yeah. And that you finally return and I'm not there this year is like, whatever. yeah, well, next year, next year, maybe <laughs> next year. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Like uh, we'll see. Melissa, I believe I have mentioned I am getting the old. Well, and also the Australia. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Jerry me. is getting the children. So, you know, yes, the children. <laughs> um, and uh I mean, it will be six months, seven months after Australia. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, right? yeah, it, it, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I am so glad that it was good. It really seemed like, from what I could tell online, that there was a real resurgence yeah. this year. That, like, people rediscovered 
and like we're like oh and like like last year it was it just felt like we were all still tired yeah and we were and we were that as we should be um Mm -hmm. and it felt like this year people were like oh yeah this is what it's like when i have energy to do this yeah Again. I even like toured the the parties and uh, they felt like the old parties. Ooh. People are terraforming their rooms and, you know, crazy drinks and all that crap. Uh, that So that was fun. And my God, Wendy, just the regular panels I did were, went really, really well. I did one about the satanic panic mm. that went, that went over like gangbusters. It was awesome. And uh, I, I got, people to to uh make praises to our dark lord tom hanks during that and i was very proud of that <laughs> uh oh i forgot smackdown i did smackdown this year too uh and that went amazing because i started doing the thing where i alter the the screen while the performers are making shit up and uh yeah ah. yeah it was pretty great uh and i did a panel about Oh, what was the other great one? Eat the Rich at the Movies. Nice. That's the one most relevant here. So we were talking about the the recent trend of movies that are really overtly about class warfare. <laughs> okay, give me so, like some of the titles you brought okay. up were. Yeah, okay. So early ones are like Ready or Not and Snowpiercer mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 You're Next. And, you know, later ones are, of course, Parasite, Knives Out, mm-hmm. Glass Onion, Triangle of Sadness, eh. uh, and, oh, Get Out, Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm missing at least one. Oh, but no, um, those are those are all great. All great. Yeah. Yes. yes yeah. That, that's oh, a great uh, The menu. The menu. Oh, yes. So, yeah, we, we got all, all communist and shit. It was great. Excellent. <laughs> and that, again, was 11 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And people were there for it. And they were really happy to be there. So, yeah, Love that was really it. it. My, my heart is full when, when I forgot how good it felt when performances and panels go that well. And you feel so proud and you feel connected. And... Oh, it was lovely. Well, so. that is very exciting, Melissa. And I am not at all experiencing FOMO or anything <laughs> else. That definitely did not happen. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, I'm just so glad everybody had a great time. Like, it, it, if I couldn't be there, I was definitely mm-hmm. having big smiles vicariously. Just from what I was seeing online. Wendy? Garrick DC was dressed as Sweetums. As Sweetums. Oh, and I personally didn't see it, but instantly when he was walking around the hallways and I was upstairs having a rest, uh, other people were sending me photos because they know I love Sweetums. They didn't even know it was Garrick in the costume. And and so, like, that was almost even more heartwarming. It's like everybody goes, oh, Melissa would love this Sweetums. Here are photos. Oh. I so, I all- saw the pictures pop up and it wasn't until the next day that it was mm. like, oh, that's who that was. Yeah. That's fantastic. It was, it was so great. So, yeah, my heart is full and uh, 
If any of you out there are my co-panelists or co-conspirators in any way, if you attended any panels, uh, thank you. Thank you. Convergence is a family. You're all my family. I love you all. <laughs> so. <sighs> Glorious. Glorious. Yeah. All right. Uh, Melissa, let's, uh, let's get this wrapped up. Let's wrap it up. So thank you, dear listeners, for joining us on Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome and in the Pleasure Dome and around the Pleasure Dome. Uh, <laughs> this has been my glorious co-host. Me, Wendy. <laughs> and I have been Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. We're going to watch a movie.